Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another What Culture Football podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Ewan Patterson from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. But as I said, I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by a very delicate, no doubt, Liverpool fan <laughs> in Ewan Patterson to celebrate the fact that Liverpool, 30 years on, are Premier League champions. Congratulations, Ewan. How does it feel 30 years on to win the league and still have a sort of asterisk next to the... Ah, uh, asterisk. <laughs> I don't care. I think it's great. I've, I've Obviously, I wasn't born the last time Liverpool won the Premier League title. I think it's worth putting into perspective as well that, you know, there's a tendency from certain people to say that, oh, you know, it's been 30 years of pain and misery for Liverpool. Of course it hasn't. We've been a very successful club during that period, you know, not as successful as, you know, we should have been. But it's not been a terrible 30 years, all in all. That being said, it has been painful to miss out on the Premier League title by like a hair's breadth on three separate occasions in my lifetime. Um, so... Yeah, I'm absolutely made up. I had a little bit of a cry yesterday when they got Kenny on BT Sport. I was like, mm. oh, Kenny. Uh. And um, yeah, I'm just made up. It's amazing for the city. It's amazing for the club. Um, and yeah, uh, they totally, totally deserve it. Best Liverpool team I've ever seen in my life. And it's just been an amazing year of success from the Champions League to the, the UEFA Super Cup to um, the, the, the Club World Cup and now this. And it's been amazing. I'm trying to think what I have over you now, and all I can think of is <laughs> Johnston's paint trophy. You're never <laughs> seeing that. Um, but tell me about your experience last night. And and I mean, surely you're not one of those people who's like, oh, we wanted to win it on the pitch. You'll take anything, surely. No, no. And I think, you know, there's an element of poetic justice about it being Chelsea as well, given, <laughs> given what happened, um, you know, uh, six, seven years ago. Um, and yeah, no, it's also the, the bit of the extra fume with a with a capital F that'll be generated when the, the City players have to give Liverpool a guard of honour next week. I'm I'm gonna relish and save that. Um yeah, I mean it, the, obviously the most frustrating thing about it is that we can't celebrate in the typical way. I think everyone would have loved to, you know, for uh, my original plans were to be, you know, in Liverpool and actually be there and enjoy it on like whatever game we were gonna win the title on and then have the parade and stuff forever. But, you know, that's not going to come for a while now. Um, but, yeah, it's still an amazing feeling and a sense of relief and just absolute pride in terms of 
how the club have gone about doing it and for Jürgen and all the lads because they're just the most amazing group of players that you could ever hope to watch. Yeah, one of my mates lives in Liverpool and was just sending videos of fireworks going off left, yeah, right. My dad, my dad, my dad. I was I phoned my dad last night and you could hear the fireworks through the phone, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, I want to look ahead to what happens next for this Liverpool side because I think everyone has said this is not just a flash in the pan. This has obviously been building for uh, for quite a few years, and with the young squad that you've had, it's it's very very exciting uh, for Reds fans. Um, but for you, who we've all getting to the key results. But for you, who are the key players um, in this in this victory? cheat and say everyone because like <laughs> it's, it's difficult because I think so many players had an amazing season um from Allison to Van Dyke to Joe Gomez Andy Robbo and Trent have completely just revolutionized the fullback position they're absolutely unreal um like Trent runs the game from from fullback and you saw in the the you know the Merseyside derby the other day when we lacked Robbo it was a difficult slog and the balance they bring to the team is just brilliant Henderson has had his best season in a Liverpool shirt since like 2013 he was absolutely unreal whether he was playing you know in a kind of more you know box-to-box role in midfield or when Fabinho kind of got injured and he had to play the six again he was amazing in both and like he's just such a great player Fabinho great form at the start of the season got injured came back was a little bit wobbly was amazing again um, and obviously, two sensational goals from him as well. One oh, in the City game, obviously, and one in Palace the other yeah, night. Absolute peaches they were. Um, and yeah, Salah's like still in the golden boot race. Firmino has been great, even though you know he hasn't scored at home, even though he should have done. Because in what world is that a foul against De Gea? I'm sorry, you can, <laughs> that's just stupid. Uh, and then Mane, I think, has been absolutely incredible. Sadio Mane has had his most creative season for us. He's been absolutely incredible. His pace, his vision, and the game he had against Palace uh, this week, he was just, oh my God, his range of passing was unbelievable and his movement off the ball as well. Um, It's difficult to pinpoint any single player for being critical to all of that. Uh, I couldn't even think of a linchpin in terms, I think everyone has contributed. It's such a great system. Um, I do think Henderson's been amazing, but like Trent, I think Trent has been absolutely unreal for us this season. I suppose the argument could be made that the key link to all this is, of course, Jurgen Klopp, who has mm. just been a revelation since he arrived at Anfield. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? Like when he came in, I think everyone was absolutely overjoyed. Um, what he'd done at Dortmund and then to replicate that success. And it, it, it's 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 difficult to kind of you know, explain the the position the club was in when he came in and the confidence he restored. Um, you know, everyone points to that, the whole joining of arms at the West Brom game, but that was mm. a pivotal moment in terms of, you know, restoring faith in the project. And then that same season took us to the League Cup final, took us to the, the Europa League final. Obviously, both results didn't go our way, but then, you know, the season afterwards... Um, we got into the, the Champions League on the last day of the season, um, thanks to Genie. And then after that, we had the Champions League final. We obviously lost to Real Madrid. But again, the way he's transformed the club is just incredible. It's a very, very, very well-run machine down from the well, from the owners all the way to you know the recruitment and stuff. Um, and it's all just come together very well. They're an absolute team. I can't pin it all on Jurgen, although obviously he's a massive draw and he's so smart and brainy and lovely and just the best man ever. 
but there is like a whole unit working behind the scenes at Anfield that have like all gone into delivering the success, whether that be Michael Edwards who kind of does all the transfers um, or, you know, going down to the academy. It's all just been kind of, it's all just come together. It's brilliant. From a neutral fan's perspective, certainly someone who watches Chesterfield week in, week out, that would have been a joy to watch, as Man City have been uh, in recent years as, as well. Um, obviously, already breaking records. I think the first team to win the title with seven games to go. Surreal to be saying they've won the title so early in June. <laughs> yes. Um, but can they break the other records? Because, I mean, they seem primed to do that. What, seven games left? I think they need five wins from those games to get uh, over 100 points, 101 points it would be. Um, can you see them breaking those records? Do you think, or how do you think things will change now that the the, the, the title has been sealed? No, absolutely. I think I think there's, they have the, the impetus to go on and do all that, break all the records, just go for it. The motivation is never an issue with that side, I don't think. Um, even though I do expect other players to maybe get a bit more of a look in, I want to see more of Takumi Minamino. Harvey Elliott looks really bright whenever he plays. Curtis Jones, and then obviously Nico Williams, who was outrageous for the last 10 minutes he was on the field against Palace the other day. So I expect to see more rotation from Klopp, but also total commitment to basically just going out there and saying, look, we are one of the best sides in Premier League history. Let's just go out and, you know, not that there can be any doubts about that, whatever you say. I think if you're just probably really salty if you say otherwise. Um, but like in terms of just going out there and, and, and proving that they are the best, just go out for it and do it. You clearly haven't seen Adam Cleary on yesterday's podcast then. Maybe you don't know much that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose this kind of links to, well, we've seen a thing on BBC Sport today, for example, of the, the huge games like the West Brom that you mentioned uh, that have kind of built towards this title. Where was the title won? Like, what were the key games? And feel free, if you want, to pick games from, from other seasons. Because like you say, this has been a, a building process. Yeah. I mean, my mind, if we're going to talk about the kind of long term, um, I think the sense of relief when we got into the Champions League in the 2016-17 season when Genie scored against Middlesbrough, that was huge. And that's very much given the club the platform to recruit the likes of Mohamed Salah, Fabinho, Alisson, Van Dijk. Without that result, I think things could have gone very differently or at least it wouldn't have happened as quickly as it has. Um, but yeah, I mean, this season in particular, um, again, I think everyone, even though at the start we, had, we came out the gates pretty much flying, um, even though some of the performances weren't as great as they were the previous season. There was some lethargy, I thought, in, in, in certain places. Uh, and we've really had to grind out some results really had to battle for them. And um, I think a lot of people will point towards the 3-1 um, over City as being the, the kind of turning point. But actually, I think the game against Villa the week before was a major test of character for everyone this season. I mean, Trezeguet scores in the first half. We have that ridiculous decision where Firmino's goal equaliser gets ruled out because his armpit's offside or whatever. <laughs> um, a couple of missed chances towards the end. And then um, Mane pings in a beautiful ball for Robbo to score in the 87th minute. And then a corner from Trent to Mane for him to score in the, the second minute of um, extra time to then win the game 2-1. Bearing in mind at that point, uh, if we'd lost that game, I think our lead would have been cut to three points um, rather than six um, or something like that at that specific game um, during the season. So I think the win against Villa was absolutely massive. Um, and then... Yeah, there was there was some concern for me, especially after the previous season, where we you know we'd kind of opened up that gap against City, and then things kind of not fell apart, but 
weren't that great in the January and it allowed City to steal a march on us and eventually, you know, give them the the space to win the title last season. Um, this season, it's all been really consistent. And I think those results were the, the deciding ones. Yeah, it's surreal. Asking that as someone who, you know, doesn't watch Liverpool week in, week out, aside from on match of the day. When I said, you know, what were the key games? All I could think of really was the Manchester City game because that's obviously you two going head to head. And you talk about the end of last season, near perfect run from both mm. teams. And it was arguably more about, you know, obviously Liverpool consistent and just see, making it look easy to win all these games, which obviously is not the case. Um, but, you know, Man City's lack of consistency, dropping points against teams they should have beaten. Um, you can think of, you know, half a dozen examples of mm. that happening, for example. Um, but yeah, that City game and arguably like 30 seconds in that City game, where you, you they have a shout for a penalty, you go up the other end, and mm. I mean, I just remember, I remember watching that and just being <laughs> carnage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, I think some of the most memorable games we've had since Klopp came in have been against City. Whether you know it was a disappointing League Cup final, or you know, the, the, there's always been an element of badness to them. Um, <laughs> you know, the the Mane red card against Edison at the start of the the you know the seventeen oh, yeah. eighteen season, and then going back and then beating them four three at Anfield. That was a major you know, kind of turning point as well. Uh, and then obviously the Champions League that same season. Um, and then this, yeah, no, absolutely blew them away. And it had to, it was a must win game. I think, you know, given when we went to City in January the previous season and we lost by John Stone's like just <laughs> pinky toe. Um, yeah, no, I think it was a massive, massive result. Yeah, you, um, I sort of said this earlier, but I think, you have to kind of put it all together, really. If you're going to pinpoint a league game uh, that was the crucial one, I think you have to say the 3-1 victory over Manchester City. But like you say, everything is sort of added together. Like you say, the result against Middlesbrough, that amazing comeback uh, against Dortmund, mm-hmm. um, obviously the Barcelona game, which fans will never, ever forget. And arguably even the Real Madrid final, because yeah. I remember you and I texting each other during <laughs> that. And I, I said the lowest of lows, obviously, for you. Uh, yeah. But like you say, this is all sort of built into into the side we see together. I mean, you think about like I I remember what I just love watching Liverpool uh, in European competitions. I remember mm-hmm. that mad game against Roma you had. Where it was yes, free flowing is the best way of describing it. But uh, yeah, yeah it, it, I think it all adds together. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Looking ahead to next season then, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling? Because, you know, I saw Pep being sort of nudged by uh, interviewers to say, well, go on, congratulate Liverpool, say how well they did. And Mm. he he still had a nod of, yep, well, we'll see you next season sort of thing. How are you feeling uh, heading into next season, despite obviously the unpredictability of Mm. the world as, as it is? Yeah, I mean, make no mistake, City, I think, you know, absolutely incredible team. I think the two best teams in the world right now are Liverpool and Manchester City. I think we can say that with a relative degree of confidence. Um, and they're going to go out and spend. And if they, you know, if their European banners upheld, you can expect them to focus on the domestic competitions yet again. They're an absolutely outrageous machine of a football club um, with more resources, um, more spending power. Um, and, you know, they're, 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 I'm still confident for next season, don't get me wrong, I'm absolutely made up and I want this to be a platform. You know, obviously, the same with the Champions League was a platform for us to go on and win, you know, the other trophies and then the Premier League. I want this title win to be a other platform to, for us to keep going. Um, I do think the squad needs some reinforcing. Um, and obviously, you know, there was the team over, and I'm not going to call it a fiasco, um, mm-hmm. but the whole, you know, situation there where it looked as though Klopp made, you know, there's a whole thing about when Klopp really wants a player, Liverpool go out for him and actually get him like Van Dyke. You know, that was a, the, 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 one of the biggest fees ever. And they went out and got him because Jurgen Klopp wanted him. Um, and this, I thought the same movements were kind of being had with Werner. Um, but again, he's on to Chelsea and like Chelsea, I think, are a really exciting prospect as well next season. They're building a really exciting squad. Um, but again, I think, you know, there was all sorts of question marks when we didn't reinforce last summer and look, we've just gone out and done. Mm. So at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking, OK, maybe we need to reinforce. We need more cover at fullback because we don't have anyone to challenge for Andy Robbo's place. Um, we've got some great youth players coming through. Like I said, Curtis Jones, Nico Williams, Harvey Elliott. Um, so... Yeah, I think, expect us to rely more so on youth, um, depending on how the current global situation goes out. Um, I don't know if we'll spend, but I think, you know, even if it is just this team, even if we are staying still, quote unquote, um, still a major, major chance of us winning major honours again next season. Yeah, I get myself giddy every, I'd say every preseason since Leicester won the league of saying, just look at the variety of teams that could pose a challenge. Yeah. Like you say, obviously, you would assume uh, Liverpool and Man City will, will challenge for it next season. Chelsea, uh, Leicester, if they can secure a Champions League spot, are contenders under someone like Brendan Rodgers, which would be ironic, obviously, considering his <laughs> uh, uh, association to Liverpool. Man United, you know, looked sensational uh, in a game against, you know, a... Uh, sort of on the decline uh, after the break, Sheffield United. But mm-hmm. you've got a sense that that they've got big, big plans for next season. Arguments can be made for, for Tottenham even. And who knows, maybe even Arsenal. I'm on a high after chatting to uh, what I described as the Arsenal dilemma with Simon Miller, which is well worth mm. checking out if you haven't seen that already. Um I can't put myself in your shoes because uh, my team never do anything like this. We have, like I say, a JPT final win, 
every sort of 10 years mm. uh, and then usually get promoted and then immediately get relegated again. So what are the targets? What are fans expecting next season? Because you've kind of won everything this season, like you said. <laughs> Obviously, you know, the, you haven't, you're not in the Champions League anymore, but I think every Liverpool and Man City fan admitted that last season you would have kind of swapped places quite happily and that seems to be happening this season. So what are your hopes and expectations for next season? Is it uh, retaining the league? Is it, you know, reasserting your dominance in Europe? Is it a double, a treble? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I want to savour this more than anything because you never know what, what's going to happen with football. Um, there have been plenty of periods where, as a Liverpool fan, I've looked and thought, oh my God, we've got a team that can challenge for everything right now. And, you know, after the Champions League win in 2005, there was that kind of, you know, not so great season afterwards won the FA Cup, then after that got to the Champions League final again, didn't win that. And then a couple of, you know, 2008, 2009, when we came second just behind Man United. And we've, those periods where we've had truly great sides haven't always come off. So the fact that we have won this is amazing. Obviously, next season, I want us to see, I would like us to see more progress, maybe domestically. I would like to see maybe an FA Cup come back because that's, a, you know, it's a great tournament. And I would, do, I would like to see that again. Um, I'd like to see us, you know, crack on in Europe again. I thought away from home this season in the Champions League, it wasn't the best. But, you know, again, I'll take everything that I can get. I'm just made up. I think the side has the capability to go on and win everything. Um, but obviously, we don't have the depth. We don't have as many resources as some of the other teams, like you, pretty, like you just mentioned. So, again, just looking, whenever we can, I'm just looking forward to the ride. Yeah, you sort of alluded to it there, and it's insane to be talking about weaknesses on the Liverpool side that, like we say, could could break all kinds of records uh, in the Premier League. Uh, but yeah, what what do they need to do uh, from now ahead of next season? Is it who will they sign next for you, or is it just about developing youth players? And like you say, the difficulty is, I think everyone, including yourself, pre-season last year, turned around and said. The argument is always, you know, if you don't invest, if you don't develop, if you stand still, you kind of head backwards in this league. And yet you just sort of consolidated what you had uh, with this team and, and have gone on to do sensational things. And arguably the most important aspect, as I said, in all this is Jurgen Klopp. But is it signings? Is it is it youth development? What is it for you? I mean, again, I've, met, I've plugged their names like three times already. I think we've <laughs> got a really talented trio of youngsters coming through in Williams, Jones and Harvey Elliott. Um, that being said, I do think we need some proven quality. I'm not going to. I think that's probably a bit unfair to say, but you know, certainly more experienced players um, to be in and around the team um, going forward. Like I said, you know, I think fullback. Uh, you know, I think Williams could probably challenge Trent in that position. That's totally fine. He can provide cover there, um, but maybe someone to help challenge Andy Robbo. I think we've, we're pretty well stacked in midfield. And then depending, it, it all depends on the outgoings, actually, because, you know, we've had Shakiri, And I think whenever mm. shakiri has been in the team, he's done really well. You know, mm. he came up with that important cross for, for Genie and the Barca comeback. Um, he's been great against United. He was great against Everton. Um, but Klopp doesn't, I don't think Klopp fancies him too much. Um then you have Origi as well, who was great to, you know, as depth, but can be slightly unpredictable and erratic. And, you know, form is never consistent with him. So, again, I, it just depends. I think we've got a capable enough squad. I just think that maybe in one or two positions, we could probably go out and get someone just to provide, just to shore us up a little bit more. Because James Milner um, isn't getting any younger. And, 
yeah, I think that's just one of those things. Maybe another utility player. I don't know. The, 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 usually the club would come out and you know leak to the press a few transfer targets that we may have. But apart from the Werner talk earlier this this season, it's kind of all been really quiet. So I have no idea. Yeah, it's mad that considering how many goals you scored to be saying this. But is the centre forward position one that you'd hope that they'd invest in? Obviously, Firmino is is a f- fantastic player, and he plays. The key thing here is, like you say, if, if the argument is a lack of goals, well, it's about his cohesiveness with, with the mm-hmm. likes of Salah and Mane and all the players around him, because goals do come from from all over the pitch. For them, but is that potentially an area you could see investment in? I think the thing there is that um you know if Firmino isn't in that team Marnie and Salah don't go on to score 20 plus goals each season um and in Minamino you have someone who can play that position we don't know if he can play it as well as mm. Firmino uh, and you know there's all sorts of talk about him being able to play across the you know the front six he can play in midfield he can play as the 10 he can play on the wings he can play up front so again you know it, I think that versatility is something that we're looking for in the squad and, you know, even though Firmino hasn't scored at home this season, I wouldn't trade him for any of the number nine in the world. He's just class. He links the play so well. Um, and maybe, yeah, he could be a little bit more clinical. But at the end of the day, um, I think he's fine. And again, it's, it, 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 we've been very lucky with injuries, I think. And it's only been a few occasions this season where we've lacked someone like a Robertson or a Firmino or a Salah or a Mane. And you see the way that the team changes and is, isn't as inventive sometimes. So... Yeah, but you know that that's football. You know, you can't always have your your best team every day. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. if you, in summary, I think yeah, you just it's just depth because mm. City you've been unlucky with injuries this season. You've uh, <laughs> had a sensational side, uh, regardless of injuries, really. So I think it's just supporting that. But regardless, an exciting time to be a Liverpool fan. You and Patterson, congratulations, Liverpool are Premier League champions. Is it fully sunk in yet? Um, it didn't at first because I was like only tentatively watching the game to begin with and then Pulisic scored and I was like, hmm, hmm. And then it happened and I was just kind of sat there on the couch just like, hmm. And then they showed Kenny crying and I was just like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> oh no. Because um, yeah, I mean, I obviously reckoned with it being a, you know, a, a pretty much done thing for the past, you know, since before the season was, was paused. Um, but yeah, to actually have it there be tangible and for the seeing the celebrations and having all that, it's it's amazing. It's such a great feeling. Like I said at the beginning, it's such a great thing for the city and the club. And it, yeah, I can't wait to properly celebrate. Oh, sorry, we lost you a little bit there. But oh. great, yeah, absolutely fantastic <laughs> news uh, and a sensational achievement. Do let us know your thoughts on everything myself and you and have discussed and. The future of the Premier League champions in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts and memes, no doubt, and videos as, as my timeline on Twitter has been filled up with you and liking them. Uh, <laughs> at What Culture FC. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow you and at... You and Ruins Things. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. You can follow us all, as I said, at What Culture FC. This has been It's All Kicking Off, Ewan. Congratulations once again. Liverpool are Premier League champions. Thanks for joining us. We will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.